not even smart. Hello, everybody. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kate. And welcome back to... You're not even smart. <laughs> I am not. Had a brain fart there for a second. Um, so today is my day, and I literally decided on this topic, like, I don't know, an hour ago. Yeah, I was going to say, like, over the last three hours. Yeah. So, um, fun fact about me is when I'm, like, doing something or watching a show, it fully becomes my whole personality. Yeah. Which is, like, a hyperfixation thing with ADHD, so, like, yeah, it's a, it's normal, it's fine, whatever. So, in saying that, I've recently started reading a book. Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, I have never, like, I've been trying to get back into reading like I've kind of explained that to you and I've like read a lot because then I of course hyper fixated on it yeah and it got it took over my personality and I was like I'm a reader now everybody at work thinks I'm like just crazy with how much <laughs> I read um but anyway I did see this one TikTok and by before the end of the show I'm gonna like say her tag because she's the whole reason I read this book yeah um so I had seen it it's a book called The Ritual and I had no idea what it was about. I literally just saw this woman losing her absolute mind over the book. And I was like, oh, okay, I should read that. So it turns out it's smut. Yes. And for those of you who don't know what smut is, it is like an erotic novel, Dirty. basically. Yeah. Um, so like, well, there's like the erotica that our grandmothers like used to read. Yeah, like, like, I rem like Fabio. Yeah, like of? romance right. novels. Which and then there's like smut. smut. Yeah. So, like, romance novels are definitely what I read. Like, a man breathlessly telling you he can't live without like, you. doesn't like, know how female anatomy works. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I looked up, like, the definition of smut, which there's multiple definitions. Yeah. Like, it's not just what I thought it was. I had to hit, like, more <laughs> options. I was like, am I spelling this right? Um, so, smut is obscene talk, writing, or pictures. Yeah. Um, the origin for the word smut is schmutzen which translates to schmut smut it is um german which means mm -hmm. defile corrupt or to make obscene mm -hmm. and i don't know why but i was like love that for us schmutzen. yeah so um anyway it's a smut book and it is you know i thought maybe like a beginner one it is not a beginner one if you were a beginner into smut you've never read it before because that's where i'm at like i've never i've read romance and there have been like what would be considered obscene like scenes I in have a book literally never read a smut a romance anything do you really I need that never no i don't <laughs> need that um but i have had conversations with like my sisters and my mom because like um i think like one of my i think both of my grandmas at least one of them read like romance novels right and i remember being a kid at their houses and my mom being like oh no no no, no not those books um, oh, good. Yeah, but then I've had conversations as an adult where, like, one of my sisters reads smut. Like, so she's mine. into that. And uh, I, I think I remember my mom being like, what's that? Um, <laughs> and we had to – or maybe it was a sister. I have too many sisters. Um, same. Somebody asked what's smut. Too, but same. But, yeah, I have never – so, yeah, it wasn't something like I, especially like getting back into reading, that's not the brand I'm going to go for. No. And like, I decided I had time to start reading again and I bought three horror novels. Yeah, mine were all like murder mystery stuff that I've yeah. been reading. And um, I don't know, this was like literally the girl on TikTok, which 
I should have been looking at while you were telling that story. Um, she's the one who I was like, absolutely, I need to just talk to you into reading this. Specific yeah, book. this specific book. Like I downloaded her video just to like pause Save the video on yeah. the book and be like, okay, I need to read that one. Kira Lewis um, is her name on TikTok, and she's like verified she's got a little check because she's, she's all over book talk, book talk. Yeah. yeah it's part 88 and it does say spicy book talk on it and so like spicy for me it's got one little chili pepper and I'm like it yeah. can't be that bad so yeah. I'm thinking beginner um but I mean even the comments were like they need to pay you for this advertisement because that's definitely what it felt like it was an incredible review where yeah. it was like if my best friend was if you were telling me about this book and you reacted that way I would be like absolutely I need to read it yeah and um so I downloaded it on my phone to take on our trip to Vegas and then absolutely did not read any of it. Yeah. But coming home, I had, like, joined a another, like, acquaintance of ours has, like, a spicy book club. And um, their group had voted to read the same book. And I was like, yes, I would love to read it. That would be great. And then I found out that one of our other very close friends is listening to the audiobook currently. And she was like, yes, you need to read it. Yeah. I am going to read all of them. And we had a whole conversation about it. So long story short, I'm reading this book. I'm like halfway through it in the last two days. It's ridiculous. I would love to see it as a movie. Like it would be one of those like cringy movies that's, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? Anyway, so it got me thinking today. Um, what is the first like smut book that came out? Oh, probably, I mean, biblical, like well, old as fuck, literally Songs of Solomon. Fuck. Yeah. So there's like, a lot of like, there's poetry. a book in the Bible that yeah. is obscene. Yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> a lot of like poetry and like, um, what are they called? Like ballads and stuff mm -hmm. that were considered back in the day to be very like spicy. Yes. And I was like, no, I want like a, a recently like fiction book yeah. that was created to be smut essentially. Yeah. So I found this article at um, Atlas Obscurica written yeah. by Ariana Rebelloni, Rebellini, um, which is a very cool last name. Like how um, old is the Kama Sutra? Yeah, so shit like that. Yeah. Yes, but I'm talking fiction. Novel. Not educational, yeah. not written as like a love song, not in the style of like Shakespeare. Like, And this book was... It caused uproar for years, yes. and I mean years. Banned. So, yeah. So this book um, was published in two installments in 1748 and 1749. Okay. Um, it is called, um, well, so it was called Memoirs of a Woman of Pleasure. And the newer uh, title, okay. yeah, the, <laughs> the newer title is, um, it was, well, it's Fanny Hill essentially is what it's like called. Like it's, that was like the original okay. name and now it's called the series. Fanny Hill. Yeah. Well, it's called Fanny Hill, um, because that's who it's about. So like okay. that was like a long name. I guess it was written in like England or whatever back in the day. Okay. So hundreds of years later, I mean, I like 200 years later. So back in like 19, this is 64, there was a whole like New Jersey courthouse thing going on like they went to court over this book over this book over this book like genuinely over the points of this book get over it it's a <laughs> pediatrician was called to give testimony about the abnormal sexuality in it um he had to explain the umbrella term of abnormal sex which was like 
fetishism, homosexuality, and flagellation, flagellation, I can't pronounce that. It's, I'm trying to figure out what you're even trying to say. It's the word flag, and then elation, flagellation, which I looked up what that word means because I also didn't know. And it is flogging or beating either as a religious discipline or for sexual gratification. Yeah. Okay. Which I love that like like yeah. Both of those it's for but it's called flag. Yeah, it's called flagellation or which is just flogging, but yeah. it's specific to be religious discipline or sexual gratification. Or both. Or both. <laughs> exactly. We love a good both. <laughs> Especially when it comes to religion. <laughs> so, I thought that was really funny. Anyway, so he called it Pleasure for pleasure's sake, offering nothing to society. Because you only have sex to have, like, reproduce. Like, obviously, that's it. That's all you're allowed to do. Pleasure for pleasure's sake. You mean, like, drinking anything other than water? That's just for fun. You only need water. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) How dare you drink tea? Um, So it was, it's called, it's Memoirs of a Woman of Pleasure, or more commonly known as Fanny Hill. Um, it's a book written by John Cleland. That's his name. Of course, it was written by a man. Yeah. You know. Um, so, again, it was published in England over 200 years ago and was just ridiculous. Um, so, it's basically about – it's a point of view of this woman, Fanny Hill, who, after she became an orphan at 15, moves to London to live and work in a brothel. Yeah. As one does. Right. <laughs> and as you can imagine, sex. Like, obviously. Um, In its 298 pages, the book describes in detail instances of lesbianism, female masturbation, deflowering of a virgin, the seduction of a male virgin, the flagellation of a male by female and female by male, and other acts of sexual intercourse between male and female. That's the red line. That's where they were like, nope. Nobody's ever taken a man's virginity. Absolutely. We can't talk about that in a book. (laughs) It's not even, it is the seduction of his virginity. Yeah. And that. He didn't want to give that away. I mean, yeah, she (laughs) was a. He was a holy man. Right. She was a harlot. Exactly. Well, I'm, well, I'm so glad you threw that out there because later on down, we'll get to it. Okay. So John Cleland wrote this book while he was in debtor's prison. Which is somebody who can't pay, like, a court-ordered judgment gets put in prison and works off their debt via labor until they pay off the balance. I mean, that's just prison in the United States. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh. (laughs) So he was in debtor's prison and published these two books, these two novels. While in prison. I mean, yeah, good for him, right? The fantasies he was having laying in prison all alone. Exactly. Wrote it all down. A fantasy, exactly. Yeah. And I love that it was written from a woman's perspective, too. Yeah. Like, he was just laying in bed. Yeah. Like, what would I do? What would, <laughs> what would this woman do to me? Yeah. Um, so, within a year of it being put out publicly, him and his publishers were arrested and the book was banned. <laughs> he went back to jail. I, I don't even think he left, he to be left. honest. Um, Anyway, it still found its way out there because we're still talking about it 200 years later. Fuck yeah. So it had, like, underground distribution. So people were getting, like, unofficial copies with illustrations because there's so many versions of this because it was so wildly, like, sourced out in so many different ways. 
So I have a very random question from yeah. before that I'm going to interrupt you. What was it called again? Which, like the original version? No, the... Fanny Hill. Fanny Hill. Yes. Okay. My brain. Um, so, quick little history about me and Amanda. We've both uh, been through real estate school. <laughs> Fanny Mae. <laughs> Fanny Mae. And that's where I was like, what do these two things have in common? Why? Nothing. Why is know. real estate named after a whore? <laughs> um, anyways, continue with your story. <laughs> that's the title of the podcast. Why is real estate named after a whore? Absolutely. You know what? Yeah, I say every day that real estate is a fucking pyramid scheme <laughs> and they're all a bunch of whores. Here we are. <laughs> making money. Um, okay, so came out with the lewd illustrations, which drew attention, obviously. Yeah. And um, one of those attention grabber peoples was the Massachusetts courts in 1821. Burning witches. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the nation's, the nation's, our U.S. nation's first ruling to ban an obscene book. So and it wasn't even from here. It, no, it wasn't and even it, from here. Um, well, no, it was from here. Oh, you said he was like in London or you're Britain right or something. Hold on, was it? No, it was in New Jersey. Hold on. Who knows? It was a long ass time ago. State lines aren't real. No, it was published in England. I'm right. I said okay. that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> We're right. Okay. So, um, yeah, it was the first nation's ban on obscene books, which is wild to me because there's so many like book bans happening currently always over like things that are important now yeah and like this was the first big one to hit the screen so like thanks fanny hill i guess um it wasn't until after roth versus u.s in 1957 the landmark case that redefined the nation's definition of obscenity to require an obscene work to be utterly without redeeming social importance that he that somebody else released it. So it wasn't re-released again until 1957. Goddamn. After something else happened that it was like, well, it has to be deemed not socially important, which brings me back to what's currently happening. But also, like, it's important. just smut. Like, we had pornos in the yeah. 50s and we, 40s and I, I mean, 30s. no, but I, I mean, like, even now, like, I, I can go to, like, Walmart and they have, like, Ma- I remember going to stores as a child and was like, can't touch that rack. Like, yeah. and it's a magazine rack that has like little covers over them because it's just porn magazines yeah. in a grocery store. I can buy a gun and porn at Walmart, but y'all are going to tell me I can't read a book. Yeah. But also like even some of the, you know, old silent films that were just like oh, photography, yeah. you like, there were dirty movies. Yeah, like, absolutely. Before then. But like this one book was just like too much yeah so when did playboy start that was in the 50s that would be a good episode to talk about playboy i'll put that on my list we'll save that for later (laughs) um so anyway it got re-released another mainstream publisher released it after that court case in 1957 and of course immediately within like a year there were more court cases all the moms for liberty well yeah pretty much (laughs) it was um there was a defense attorney that was representing this publisher. His name was Putnam in New York, New Jersey, and Massachusetts. So multiple states were like, the fuck? The entire East Coast was just like, we can't be doing this. Not. <laughs> um, Save which, the children. <laughs> such, for such like liberal being states, like yeah. they were just like, no. Well, they weren't then. Well, yeah, yeah. at the time. Oh. 
Um, so uh, there was panic in for everybody. Um, there was fear about the effects of the literature on the youth. Watch what your kids read, bro. And then <laughs> obviously people were relying heavily on like religious testimony. Oh, like yeah. obviously. So in New York at the time, a mother directed her teenager to go get the book, like go buy it and see how easy it is to have like a minor access it. Of course she did. Mm-hmm. She brought her complaint to the DA who brought the case then to Albany, so in New York, asking for it to be prohibited to be sold to minors. In the 50s? In, you know, you know how many 12-year-olds were buying cigarettes in the 50s? Exactly. <laughs> My mom has clear memories of buying cigarettes like before being 15 years old, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like grandparents would just be like, "Here's $5. Run to the corner store for me, honey." Like, yeah, buy some smut. <laughs> He, they asked, um, a mom had asked to stop, you know, selling it to their kid, whatever. Um, it says he didn't win. So I guess that like started a whole chain reaction. So now then another the back room with like the velvet curtain at bookstores. Right. Because of that. Um, after a 15 year old purchased a book, a mom, another mom from Massachusetts brought her concerns to what was called the Massachusetts Obscene Literature Control Commission. So, yeah, I had looked up the Massachusetts Obscene Literature Control Commission mm-hmm. to see if it's still currently a thing. Um, and I don't believe it is. I think Massachusetts has just put, like, in their laws about obscenity and pornography and everything because a bunch of articles about Fanny and the commission or memoirs versus Massachusetts come up, um, and it all goes back to this book. So I think they've, it's, it's been disembodied, but it's still in their laws very much so there. Yeah. Um, so then there was the faith communities um, who bound together and were like, this is immoral. We need to get rid of it. Um, a New York Catholic priest and a rabbi joined in together on a hunger strike, Ugh. protesting pornography in general and Fanny Hill specifically. <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying to look up the most obscene parts of the Bible. Good. Um, <laughs> anyways. Like, you divulged into religion. And I was like, yes, good. <laughs> We're going that direction. So um, it came, you know, went to trial. And, of course, everybody's opinions were then just fair game. Like, anybody could talk about anything. Yeah. And um, they were, you know, asking what was his motivation in, in writing. Was it informing the reader about the specific time in London, or was it simply to be sexual? Yeah, it's a day in the life of a hooker. Yeah, and if if so, you know if how it many is... vlogs I watch in this day and age? Absolutely, that's all <laughs> absolutely. And then it, if if it was that, is it deemed to be relevant for like the social aspect of it to be saved? And then they had to ask, you know, why are people reading this book? Is it to be informative, like, information or because they like the smut? And if so, if it's the first, like, is it, again, to be socially acceptable and, like, for a social reason and not be banned for that? And so then, of course, is it realistic? Is it normal? And if not, you know, what is the concept of that? Who gets to decide that? Because that's all relative. It's all subjective. Like, you know, it's... It just depends. Um, so Just lots of religious people making everyone follow their rules. So I love this specific quote from this article that says, When the Massachusetts judge asked English professor Ira 
Konigsberg if the book was pornographic. He responded, I know what I mean by pornographic. I don't know what you mean. And yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> yes. Um, so that is a like, that's a good question. Be like, is this porn? Be like, what is porn? Exactly. Tell me. Tell me what it is and I'll tell you if that's what this yeah. book has. Like, like, what do you mean? <laughs> specific acts. And I'll tell you if yes or no, if, this is, <laughs> if it contains it. <laughs> so it was not a good enough answer. Um, this had a, it brought up like a, a concept from a late 19th century statute that was from England um, and on obscenity. The key trait to obscenity has to have the tendencies to, in quote, deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences. What if I want my mind corrupted by 21 year old men? Right. Uh, excuse <laughs> just, you? You even need an age. Men? Yeah. <laughs> it's just them. Uh, <laughs> women are self like exploratory. Right. For the most part. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, you know, again, that. subjective. But uh, it just depends. Like, we talk about how, like, and I'm just going to put this out on the internet for everybody. Yeah. I feel like I'm very vanilla. And now I'm reading these books and stuff, and I'm like, a lot of it is way more than I have any interest in ever doing. But I'm like, there might be things that I'd be interested in trying from here. Still, still fun to read about. I don't want to be kidnapped and fucked in the there, woods. That's terrifying. There are a lot of things I never <laughs> want to experience, but I still want to read about it. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> like, yeah, maybe, and that's like, it's not something I want to do, so it's not going to cause me to be immoral in that sense because I don't want to do it but like how am I going to know if I don't want to do it if I don't learn about it somewhere yeah how do I know it's not an option if I don't learn about it somewhere too like you know (laughs) kidnapped I don't Um, want to this is an option Uh, some women want that please fucking kidnap me (laughs) (laughs) get me out of here but that's the thing I was like and like I knew that was a thing but again like I've watched enough shows where it's like oh my god that's so weird that's such a weird thing and so I appreciate this book where, like, in the book, one of the girl or the girl who is like, I have this reoccurring fantasy where I want to be kidnapped and, like, forced against my will. And she has this whole conversation where she's like, I was made to feel really guilty about having that, about it being a weird thing. Yeah. Because people really go through that and it's terrifying. And she's like, and I don't want that to happen to other people yeah. in a non-consensual way. And she ends up telling the guy, like, yes, I want that. She is consenting to that act. And yeah. it's like, surprise me with it. Yeah. And he is doing that. I was like, they did a very good job in being like, this is consensual. And she feels guilt for wanting that to happen. And then it's made to be like, it's okay if you tell me what you want and what your boundaries are that I can give you. Yeah. It doesn't mean you want it to happen in real life and to other women. Or in a harmful way. And so, and That's they made like, it, it was a whole chapter of her just being like, I feel bad about this. And him this being is like, bringing it's up okay. to- topics that I want to talk about, but I don't know about on the internet. Um, I mean, but like people who are into like knife play or yeah. guns. Mm, I'm not okay with that. I might judge you a little, a little bit deep down inside me. I'm like, what? trauma See, do you have what it does that's for what me I want I is, want a therapist to talk to you first and then go ahead and play with your knives so I'm I'm <laughs> a crime junkie like I want I yeah. listen to that podcast crime junkie and one of the things they say all the time is you never know a person yeah. you could be married to someone for years and years and never know a person because it happens all the time people are married for like 35 years and then he's like well I want to fuck with this younger girl so I'm gonna murder my wife yeah and then they do and I'm just like I can't put enough trust in somebody it doesn't matter how long we've been together to be like hold this knife up to my throat what is stopping nope. them from stabbing you to death? Like, <laughs> I can't. 
Intrusive yeah. thoughts can be real strong sometimes. Yeah. And if given the opportunity. <laughs> yes. Sir. So I do appreciate that about this specific book that I'm reading, The Ritual, about how it is made to be like, she feels guilty about it. There is that like opportunity where you're like, that's weird. And then they explain that to be like, if it's for you and you have a partner who is consenting on it and you set boundaries, it's okay. And I'm like, thank you for putting that in. I mean, not for me. It's not. not. (laughs) But like, thank you for putting that in a nice little bow that it's like, okay. Like, it's okay to have those. Humans are human. Like you're going to want things. And there, I'm sure there is a woman who has read a more than one who has read this book and been like, Oh, my oh God. I'm trying that I later. Just, yeah, let's talk to somebody. Immediately text my husband. Hey, hey, maybe you thought about kidnapping me. <laughs> you wear a mask, throw me in a trunk, fuck me in the woods. Like, <laughs> and then never talk about it again. Just also shame. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. <laughs> I'm never gonna read this book. I'm also. You should absolutely read this book though. <laughs> It's wild. Uh, fun, it's fun little side story. Um, I've been like active in like certain lifestyles and yeah. communities and know a lot of people who know a lot and are very experienced with these types of things. And also side note, that's Caitlin in my life. Yeah. Caitlin to me is that person. If I have a question about any of this, I'll ask her. And if she doesn't know, she has a network that will find out for me. I'll ask. Yeah. Um, but there are things about like movies and books like this yes. that I have such huge issues with because I'll read through them and be like, well, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, this book, uh, The Ritual, sounds like it's doing a pretty good job. Um, I feel like it is. But as somebody who's not necessarily in those communities, yeah. it might not be up to those standards of people who are in those yeah. communities. And I'll be really honest about that because I'm not trying to like say hey this is great and it's for everybody because it really might it sounds good like but like I'll i just appreciate take this those opportunity for the 12 people who listen to our podcast yeah please don't ever read or watch like 50 shades of gray and think that that's a healthy relationship in any way yeah or that that's like the standard or that that's in any way good nope um Caitlin has big feelings about 50 shades i really do it is incredibly abusive and toxic um however in yeah. saying that though too One of the things I appreciate about, like, that book in general, it was something like this for this generation, like, like, oh, yeah, it definitely, like, opened up a lot of, I worked in a specific store for a minute when some of those movies came out, um, and, sponsor us, please, Adam and Eve, sponsor me, (laughs) um, but we did get a lot of new customers who were like, hey, what are they doing in this scene, because I need all... Everything. All of that. Yeah. I need one of each. And, yeah. And talk me through what I need to do. Yeah. And that's the love great, of my like, life. Great, like opening that like yes. door to talk about and stuff. So in that regard, I understand. In like, and then there was a show that we had watched that was about a woman who was like a dominatrix. What did we watch? I don't remember <laughs> what it was called. It was on Netflix and oh, it was like funny we, comedy. We only watched like the first episode and then I was going to watch it later on and I never did. I watched the entire first season and then read an article about how um, it really like rubbed that community the wrong way yeah. because it wasn't up to Accurate. standard. Yeah. Yeah. And they ended up getting a like sex coordinator on the show yes. to help going forward. All shows should have yes. therapists Absolutely. and intimacy coordinators. Yes. That's what they're called. Yes. Intimacy coordinators. Yes. And yes, they did do that. Um, and I will say it was not as good. <laughs> so 
but they did it the right way and I do appreciate that. So from, again, my standpoint of being very vanilla, the book that I am currently reading does have, um, it feels very like made to have boundaries and consent, um, sort of. Part yeah. of it is absolutely not. Um, yeah. And I, as I've talked to my friend, she's been well, like, I knew I overheard a conversation of you and that friend talking about this book, and you said something about a murder. Oh, like an you actual didn't murder. And it. I was like, I showed you our text okay. messages. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I was just like, um, okay, those two things don't go together, but yeah, cool. I yeah, mean, it does. It starts dope. off very like gruesome murder. And I was like, oh, I can, I can be into this. Like, I love a good murder book. Like, yeah. you know. And turns out it's smut. <laughs> yeah, it turns out. I literally, it went from, I wonder if my sister has read this book, murder to uh, finger in the asshole real quick. Good. That is the title of this episode. <laughs> That's it. That's the winner. Uh, it was a good time. Anyway, back to this. So in the courts, they are trying to say that like it, you know, obviously everybody's got their own opinion. And so people are like, it is definitively linked to increased vandalism, juvenile delinquency, and promiscuity. For the average person, he said, in quote, a constant perusal of this kind of material would definitely stimulate them to acts of sexual activity. Obviously implying that it's not the kind of sexual activity they want people to have. Yeah. You know. Um, Let me just tell you, it doesn't matter what sort of media you're taking in as like a young person who's discovering their sexuality. You can be the most sheltered little girl on the planet and read the bible and (laughs) literally read the bible and you're still gonna explore and go against whatever it is your parents or the adults in your life want honestly all you need in your room is a pillow and you're gonna figure some things out just hands just your hands that's all you need to figure shit out yeah um that's all it obviously there's like shame that goes to it that sucks even like with religious stuff though when you're you're told not to touch yourself and you're told not to do things. I mean, like we talk about, what is it called? I'm just bringing up a lot of religious stuff. Um, the Mormon thing in like college and um, the bunk beds. Soaking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the squeaky bed. Oh my god. And you get your friend to jump on the bed for you yes. so that you're not the one actually so performing not, the act. Yes, you're not performing the act of sight. There. They are going to find ways around You're gonna it. You're going to find a loophole. Yeah, exactly. So it was still a question whether or not the book was pornographic, which from all accounts of everything I've read, it absolutely is it pornographic. Was. It was porn. For sure, 100%. Um, here's another fun quote. The Massachusetts Assistant Attorney General John Sullivan says, It did arouse um, an, interest in pure, an interest in impure thoughts in me. Fortunately, I am well-adjusted enough, so it did not affect my daily life. That man said, this is hot, but I can keep it in my pants. Yeah. First of all, I don't believe him. (laughs) But also, any, like, normal adult can, like, read something or watch something. We all watch movies with sex in them every day, and we're not, like, immediately leaving our houses and, like, graping someone. Like, yeah. We watched a hot-ass movie yesterday. Yeah. It w- did not cause me to Listen, Dylan, harm anyone else. Dylan and Cole Sprouse, sponsor me in any way you want. <laughs> you can have anything. Anything. <laughs> no, kidnap me and throw me in a truck, please. <laughs> um, so anyway, the whole question was still, is it, does it have social value? 
So that was a really hard like conversation to them because there were other books that had been brought to trial and deemed protected by the First Amendment. However, Fanny Hill being written by a prisoner who had no fucking money and could not be called a great writer, like nobody was like, this guy is incredible, you yeah. know, at the time. A literary genius. <laughs> it was hard to like rule for it. So in the first ruling, um, Massachusetts Justice Tom Clark calls the woman in the book nothing but a harlot. So I'm so glad you brought that up. I was like, oh, good. Mm -hmm. We use that exact quote later. Yes. Um, of course, they say they're trying to – They somebody else, somebody reviewed it. John Hutchins condemned Putnam, the publisher, for their scheme to cloak Fanny in an unfamiliar respectability. And so it was, you know, just still, like, trying to be – this great book and stuff and trying to like still earn the title of it being about this like woman and not about the sex itself. Yeah. Um, this is like the quote from the book. It says, if not happiness, then at least affluence or independence. So it was just, everybody was having a hard time separating being absolutely disgusted with the book from being disgusted with the character. Mm. And so like they were just disgusted with the acts of like the sex and stuff that was in it and hard to distinguish it as like an actual disgusted person. Disgusted with the acts. A like, whole person. What are you doing at home with your wife, man? Yeah. I, that's just projection. You're just jealous. Your um, wife needs more, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, like you're just mad your wife won't do that when you get home after a long day of work. <laughs> so it was banned during the trial. It was Okay. It, was, it was pretty much in jail, yeah. um, awaiting trial. Um, but it did end up getting enough literacy merit to not be obscene. Okay. So it's so old, too, that it's probably, like, if you and I read it now, we'd be like, this is so lame. I really want to read it. <laughs> yeah. I, like, actually, I'm like, should I? Yeah. Um, so in December of 1964, um another justice said that it was obscene enough to forfeit protection of the First Amendment, which I didn't know you could just decide yeah. to do that. Um, what? Um, but of course, like, you know, this, any harm. this dude kept trying. This, this again, from 1957 now, we're at 1964. So in 1965, it was, had been published over 200 years ago. Like, you know, it, it, after it was written, this is published. a historical landmark at this point. Like, it, yeah. leave it alone. It then goes to Memoirs versus Massachusetts. It made it to the Supreme Court, which finally ruled six to three that the book was not obscene. Good. They were people were obviously like outraged, and it was it was pornographic. I'm add and, that to like the 2024 bingo card, right? I bet you this shit's gonna come back up with the, I the recent Supreme Court. They're gonna try to ban this shit again. Well, today it has been published as a classic. It is studied in college and celebrated as the revolutionary story of a woman who sought pleasure for pleasure's sake and got it. Get it. And that is where it ends. So 1965 <laughs> is when it was finally everybody was just like, shut the fuck up. It's a classic All now. those hippies back then, they were like, hey, hey. Yeah. Leave it alone. So when Free I love. said <laughs> I had searched the Massachusetts Obscene Literature Control Commission, the first article that comes up on there is called Fanny and the Commission. And it is no writer attributed to this article because it was uploaded from 1964. And okay. it is... From the Harvard, Harvard Crimson. So this was like a Harvard article being like, yes. 
And the first line is, once again, the issue of censorship has arisen in Massachusetts. Mm. And they were just like, here we go once again. Once again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was finally published and, and let to be left alone and is considered a classic. So that was the first smut book, a book from the 1700s. The 1700s. Literally. Yeah. That's wild. But also, like... The amount of smut in everyday things that, like, people don't even notice. Liter I'm just going to keep bringing up the Bible. I can name, like, four stories off the top of my head that are, like, <laughs> not okay. Um, <laughs> I wanted to bring up, I was trying to find, um, like, more, like, the something obscure. I wanted to read, like, something um, from this book. Yeah. Just and look up, like, what's the what's the most obscene part of that book? Like, give me a quote. Give me a chapter. Let's <laughs> see. What's the worst part? Oh, here's something fun. There is a free Kindle edition, according to this article that was posted in 2011. Oh, because it's in, like, the classics yeah. genre, and a bunch of those are free. I love, I don't know who wrote this. Nicole Cliff. Um, this says, make no mistake, this is a pornographic novel. Oh, it's not? Oh, it's the 18th century, and he runs his hands over her heaving bodice, blah, blah. It is pure filth. What fun for us. It's just so, Bridgerton. I, yeah, <laughs> essentially. So here's some context-free excerpts from Fanny Hill, which support the idea that John Cleland probably preferred the company of men and was likely a size queen to boot. <laughs> and these are a couple of the quotes. It says, Then the cavity to which she guided my hand easily received it. And as soon as she felt it within her, she moved herself to and fro with so rapid a friction that I presently withdrew it wet and clammy. And that when instantly Phoebe grew more His composed, whole hand? after two or three sighs and heart-fetched oaths, and giving me a kiss that seemed to exhale her soul through her lips, she replaced the bedclothes over us. No, that's so lame. Her sturdy stallion had now unbuttoned and produced naked, stiff, and erect. That wonderful machine, which I had never seen before, and which for my interest my own seat of pleasure began to take furiously in it. I stared at it with, I stared at with all the eyes I had. What? <laughs> Just use the word erect a few times and pleasure. Her stallion? It's glo globular appendage. Good. What? Good. Oh, no. Not the plaything of a boy, not the weapon of a man, but a maypole of so enormous a standard that had proportions been observed, it may have belonged to a young giant. What the fuck? That's a big-ass dick if you're comparing it to a maypole. <laughs> but not a full-grown man. Nope, a young giant. A young giant. <laughs> so... It's a rap name. The young giant? <laughs> young giant. <laughs> maypole the giant. <laughs> so... Oh my god, my favorite band is called Young the Giant. <laughs> That's a dick reference. What y'all reading? <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> Take us on tour. <laughs> so, that's it. Um, yeah. Hey friends, so at this point in the podcast, my mic, this is Kate, uh, may or may not have died. But I'm still audible through Amanda's mic. Uh, I'm just going to be a lot quieter from here on out. Enjoy Amanda's loud laughter, and I'm not as loud. Oh, yeah. And I'm not even smart. <laughs> Maybe 
I should try to read some slut. I definitely think you should. I think you would enjoy this book and not in the sense of like, it's good and I want to do it. It's not good. Yeah. It's, like it's, I'm not going to be like, oh, I should try that later. No, no. you've probably already tried it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But like in the sense that like 16 year old, you would have loved it. Yeah, and it's absolutely. like a little cringy. And then I was, so we had talked about one of the things this is just me outing myself on the internet again. Um, but I had, <laughs> I had read, uh, I got a sponsored ad on Facebook for that um, book about the like werewolves that like, yes. Yes. And um, one of the things, and it's a horrible thing. It came up on like my sponsored ads, which again, I don't think was like sponsored for me, except for the fact that like I watched Twilight and I really think that's why it came up. Um, but one of the things that it does in the book that it does in that horrible little book I read about the werewolves um, fucking each other um, was <laughs> he calls her little one a lot. Oh, yeah. No. And I, but I laugh every time because it makes me think of that one. And so in that sense, like, I'm like, it's cringy, it's funny, but also I do want to know how the plot line develops because there is like a secret society and murder and shit happening. Yeah, little one, people saying like little one are like, baby it's like how you and i've had this conversation many times like in certain movies and books and things when people say like call their adult grown father daddy you i can't mm, i can't you um, said i can't <laughs> no. riverdale um, yeah, it's, it's just riverdale it's, it's veronica. veronica oh my god i read the funny so i finished i finished all of riverdale right? yeah um spoiler alert nobody else is gonna watch that fucking show i, I want to anyways they end up in a quad. They're all four in a relationship at the end of the show. What? Yeah, I didn't tell you that. No! <laughs> Wait, who? Like Veronica, Betty, Jughead, and Archie? Yeah. Ew. They end up in a foursome. Um, Honestly, I love that for them. It I shouldn't have added, ended any other way. Um, but they end up in a foursome. And somebody, I was on the internet reading comments about the last episode, and somebody was like, who do you think is the top in this relationship, Jughead or Archie? And I commented and was like, it's clearly Veronica. Absolutely. And I got so many laugh reactions. Not to like, you know, ha I got laugh To reactions. your own home. Or no, own thousands. Home. Good. Thousands of laugh reacts. Because I was like, duh, it's clearly Veronica. Obviously. She's the top. Um, but yeah. And people, all Betty needs to do is put on a wig and she's the top. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Exactly. They love to role play. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, back to saying, like, little one or calling someone daddy. I hate that shit. I was just having this conversation with my husband earlier, actually, when, when people don't even fucking know you and they're like, hey, babe, nope, that's not for you. You don't get to call me that. Um, and in, like, the BDSM community, I guess we could call it for lack of, like, a better term, um, those things are called honorifics mm -hmm. where you have to earn a title. Yeah. You don't just call anyone daddy. You don't just call anyone little one or baby or whatever fucking gross name you can. Not gross. I'm sorry. I'm not like kink shaming anyone. It's gross but for me. Yes. If my husband if called I'm me like little one, I'd be like, ew. Little one. And I am not a fan of mommy. Yeah. No. Don't fucking call me mommy. No. I'm okay. Like outing ourselves on the internet. Yes. I'm okay. Specifically in the bedroom. Nowhere else in my life. Yeah. To call my husband daddy. Yeah. That's fine. He is the father of my children. Yeah. But nowhere else. Yeah. I'm not going to be in the grocery store and be like, daddy, do you want to get this? Yeah. <laughs> Ew. I can't say it. It's so gross. 
See, I can't do that with my husband. Like I would, first of all, I wouldn't want to. That's not my cup of tea. I have daddy issues, so that's <laughs> not going to be, that's not going to be beneficial. Um, however, the, my kids refer to my husband as daddy man. That's like yeah. a nickname for him. And so when I'm like, I don't know, go ask your daddy man. Like that's that. Yeah. I, and there is no way for me um, in my brain to differentiate those two. Yeah. It's not going to happen yeah. for me. Um, so no. However, also, if a man wants to call me daddy, yes. down. <laughs> and, uh, that can be in a professional setting. Please yes. call me daddy. <laughs> There's a song called that. Um, There's a podcast called that, isn't probably, there? Yeah. Um, but yeah, those things, like little, mm, uh, I have a lot of opinions on like little play and people who age regress and whatnot. We don't have to get into that now. Personally, I think that is Go to a therapist. therapist. Yes, <laughs> that is, you need to see a therapist, not fuck somebody a with dog. that no yeah you yep. need a dog yep. you need a daddy dog you need a therapist <laughs> you need a therapist babe um my goodness yeah but that's i don't even know where to go from book. here um yeah maybe i'll try i'll read it like it sounds fun it just has never piqued my interest i think before. you need to read it just so we can talk about it that's really yeah. what i need i need you to be included in the conversation i want to talk about all the time it's yeah. sex absolutely that's and and you're so i'm going to come from a, as like a i literally like told you I was like, yeah. And then he like crosses her arms backwards and like ties her up and stuff. And even if I wanted to try that, I can't. I have a shoulder that dislocates and it's not, not in a fun way either. So I can't do that. I was like, I have options. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to come at it from a full educational standpoint. (laughs) And I think that's what we need in the conversation. So I'm actually going to talk to our friend because I think we should do an episode where we just like review and take apart this book. So if you read it, we should get her in here and see if she's comfortable doing that. Yeah, uh, and I think it would be really funny um, to do a whole thing on this. That's a great idea for, like, an entire podcast. Yeah. Just reviewing smut. But how fucking <laughs> yes. funny would it be to, like, share a link to a specific movie and review it live? Yes. <laughs> I think we, we could. We on everything. We would. But it would be so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, funny story about my past. Um, yes. One of the funniest things that has ever happened to me is I, so I was underage, but, but um, was at a house party mm-hmm. and the cops came and the cops knew the adults who had thrown the party and they were cool. They cleared out all the kids and then they sat down to like finish the cake. Me and a few of my other friends who did not get cleared out because we didn't, we knew where to hide in this house. Um, ended up getting trapped in an attic space for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And this is going to just spiral so hard. Um, Good. No, I want to hear all of it. Um, And we were finally like, okay, they've got to be gone by now. We're like texting our friend downstairs who owns the house. Like, hey, can we come out yet? He's not fucking replying. So we're like, we got to be good. The cops have got to be gone by now. We go downstairs. And no, there are like three cops two or three other grown men, a few grown women, and, like, I think I was 17 at the time, my 18-year-old boyfriend, two of our friends that were, like, our age. We come downstairs, and everyone is sitting around, like, finishing the keg, eating pizza, and just, like, is the word platonically, everyone's just sitting around watching a porno and just ripping it to shreds. Not in like a everyone's getting down type of way, but everyone is watching this movie and just critiquing it. 
And so we Love just came that. downstairs. The cops were like, where the fuck were you? And by this point, it was a real small town. Everyone knew everyone. Yeah. I went to high school with these cops before they graduated and became cops type of shit. Right. Know? Yeah. Um, so they're like, I mean, you got us. You, you, yeah. You earned being here type yeah. of shit. So we're there. And so we all sit down and we are just ripping this porno to shreds. Like, okay, nobody's actually, the, all the women in the room are like, she can't actually wear those heels and do that. Yeah. That's not possible. Like, let me show you. And we would stand up and be like, so a heel actually, you know, like this and walk across the room and be like, now bend over and like stand behind me. See, there's no way you wouldn't be able to reach. And we're just like demonstrating and ripping this porno to shreds. And it's like one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me. I, you know what I love most about that story? <laughs> that I was 17. That you were 17 <laughs> watching porn with cops. Just, just in general, like that's a great. In your memoir, small town thing. In your, in your biography that I will write about you when you die. Please um, do. That story will be included. Image. You uh, will, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna die first. <laughs> but yeah, a uh, funny thing. But now that's like a fun thing that I. The movie we watched yesterday, where we were like, oh, oh. god, that's so much more realistic. Cause like, yes. movies like shower sex on top of the dryer. Bending, bending her over while even standing the straight. whole scene, they, work. like, you go, they go into the hotel room, and he's, like, holding her, trying to, like, throw her around to, like, find a way to have sex, and her zipper breaks on her dress, and they're yeah. breaking shit and knocking shit over, yeah. and they're, like, hitting each other in the face and everything, yeah. and we were, like, this is the she most. She, like, accidentally elbows him. Realistic. Yeah, effect. it looks so like dramatic, like, but it's so much more yeah. realistic. We're like, this is not working. I don't feel it. Is it there? Is it in? Is this happening? Yeah. No, none of it's happening. And no. they were like, fuck it, let's change. Like, we just had this conversation yesterday. Like, stand up sex, unless you are both the most perfect height, proportionally, like his legs have well, to be because, shorter somehow. Yeah. But also, t he needs to be taller, but his legs need to be shorter. Yeah. Place. Because that to work. even if, like, your genitalia lines up perfectly, that's not how, that's not like, how women works. and men like, sex work. Yeah. It does not. You have to go down and up. Yeah. And so, no. That also, work. in what world is my husband holding me up in the shower? None. <laughs> Absolutely Even never. if I was small enough for him to hold me up in general while I'm wet and slippery? <laughs> no. But, like, if you have kids. You have been in the shower with like a eight month old baby. Yeah. They're the hardest thing to hold on to yeah. on the planet. But and even Imagine like a full grown 180 pound woman. Yeah. You're not doing that. And then also like the whole well, you could like bend over. Okay, I know you've all done this as a child. If you put your like fingertips out and the water like goes down and it looks like it's shooting out of your little yeah. fingers and stuff. If I bend over so my husband can fuck me in the shower, this I'm gonna to drown. <laughs> I can't see shit. It's gonna be coming out of my nose. And then also, not to mention, like I've like showered with my shower. husband. It, no, I have a decent size shower, and I've showered with my husband and stuff before. And what happens is, if he's in the water, it I'm getting steam in my face and I can't breathe. Yeah. Or I'm getting cold. Which part of my body do you want to be cold? Yeah. I don't want any of it to be cold. And also, um, water sounds stupid, but. Water is an absolutely terrible lubricant. lubricant. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. Nope. It's not. The friction is there, and it's not fun. We're not having a good time. No. So I'm not. <laughs> all those unrealistic shower sex scenes that you're I seeing. I will say, coconut oil in the bathtub does work. Okay. Um, tips for you and the internet. 
coconut. I literally told you I needed coconut oil to get my lashes off, and you were like, I have some in the bathroom for that exact reason. So now I'm finding out here, live, no, that no, is no, not the was, exact reason. We have separate coconut oils. Uh, Good. There is some that I use for like my face, my eyelashes, uh, kitchen coconut oil, and I have a marshmallow scented and flavored coconut oil specifically for sexy times. Good. Yeah. I bought that. Marshmallow that flavor? Yeah, I can go grab it. It smells Yeah, good. I do want to smell that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's toasted marshmallows. Good. Um, but yeah, that's, we're talking about, I love that this is our most explicit episode too. Um, we're just talking about my favorite thing. Well, we, we were, another fun sidetracked story. Um, we listened to a podcast called Violating Community Guidelines, which is no longer a podcast. Which is, yeah, I don't know what happened, and they have their own personal things going on, and that's yeah. totally fine. However, it was the best fucking podcast in the world. It was so good. So good. It is Sarah Shower and uh, Brittany Broski, and they are incredible, and they are funny and hilarious women, and with whatever they are doing in their lives, I wish them nothing but well, a bountiful happiness. They both have new podcasts. Yes. So incredible. listen to them. They're yeah. both wonderful in their own right, yeah. but their show together was phenomenal. And the first time I listened to it was Caitlin being like, hey, you should listen to this podcast. Our other friend who at the time we had just met, yeah. we were you all, just sold her a house. I had just sold her a house. We we're all going on a yeah. trip together to Austin um, to go see Reliant K in concert. Yeah. So, you know, religious trauma. And she was in the back. We had not really like known each other, and Caitlin's like, "Oh, like icebreaker, let's put on this funny podcast that I've yeah, listened it's to." Usually, just hilarious. And it was their most explicit episode they've ever had. Yeah. And so Caitlin and I are just like, because we're cool talking about this, but obviously we don't know this girl in the back well enough, yeah. and we are just like side eyeing each other, like, "Oh no, she's gonna think we're just like Weirdos. the weirdest people." Um. So now that friend is currently reading the same book I'm reading. Um, and we are talking about it regularly and it's great. So I think we should have her on the podcast where we just rip apart this book after you've yeah, read it. Cause we definitely review it. yes, I think um, you need to read it. It's called the ritual, not Fanny Hill. We're not going to be, well, maybe we'll see. That might have to be an audio book. Yeah. It's like almost old English. Oh like, yeah. Bullshit. Which I like, like Pride and Prejudice is my favorite. That's why I'm like, my type of like romance smut is very much like, I thought only of you, and I'm like, I eat that shit up. See, no, I know, but I love like it. Soft core bullshit. But I, it's beautiful it's, it's, though. I, I think I already said this. Is it Bridgerton? Yeah, it's so and it's soft core, but it's beautiful, and I love it. And that that, but those are my romance. That's yeah, my romance that's novel romance. that I go yeah, back so to. And the, you know, the whole the different tropes and stuff in in every book, and like Smut has the same way and stuff. Um, so like this book, I think is very much more like which is our friend's, like, big cup of tea where, like, I'm going to protect you to the point that I will, like, murder somebody for yeah. you because I love you so much. That's definitely her trope. We've talked about oh, that. Yeah. My trope is definitely, like, the enemies to lovers. So that movie we watched last night where she's like, absolutely not, I don't want to yeah. sleep with you. And he's like, let's make a bet, you know? Yeah. And honestly, that goes way back to Pride and Prejudice is very much that where they, like, kind of have a thing but then like he fucks shit up and she's like I don't like you 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 hate my family you ruined my sister's life like yeah. whatever to being in love with each other and that movie kind of has that vibe and then what's the one um there's another one where I just said the movie last night where they like make a bet yeah. oh like um she's all that kind of shit yeah. the stuff like that where it's like 
the two that should not be together, they don't match or whatever. And then something happens that forces them to be with each other, or be yeah. together, whether it's a bet or a manipulation thing or whatever. They hang out and then she takes her glasses off and they're in love. Yeah, I love that shit. I eat that shit up. Yeah. That is definitely my trope. Enemies to lovers where they absolutely hate each other and she's like, fuck that dude and then falls in love with him. That's my shit. Yeah. So I'm for it. I don't know if I have a trope that I like so much. Like I'm just, I don't know. I, I don't read romance as much. That's so fair. I don't, I don't know like all the different ins and outs of it. Um, I was definitely like on Tumblr at a certain time in the past when it was, like, real big to write, like, fanfic and, like, ship romances and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it also wasn't, like, my thing. Yeah. Definitely not into the my parents are selling me off to a superstar um, fanfic. Have you seen those? No. Oh, my God. That's no. how, like, every fanfiction starts. It's, like, I woke up with my messy bun and I went downstairs and my mom broke the news that I can't live here anymore and I've been sold and it's to, like, three members of One Direction. That is, that is fan fiction, about it? It, right? Right. That's uh, me. That's not the trope. However, replace that with Dylan and Cole Sprouse. And yeah. I'd be like, sign me the Sign fuck me up. up. Somebody send me, my sister is going to send it to me. Send me Dylan and Cole Sprouse fan fiction, but only of them as adults, please. I don't want the sweet life of Zach and Cody shit. I want their current, I want Jughead. I want the guy from Beautiful Disaster. I don't know what his name is in that. I was not paying attention. He had abs. Travis. Travis. Maddox, yes. Mad Dog Maddox. Yes. So yes, that's what I want. Um, yeah, you were talking about how your sister reads smut, and my sister she absolutely does. does. She's gonna listen to this episode and be like, "Oh my god, let me open your world." <laughs> she really will. So hopefully, we'll have some more to add onto the list. I just don't want them as cringy as this. But like again, I'm halfway through it. I have to finish it. Yeah. And I do need to know like. I appreciate that the plot line is based around like murder, murder and a secret society um, because that is also very much my cup of tea. Yeah, so like exactly. even if I look past the cringy I shit. I watch Riverdale. <laughs> it, exactly. And that's, that's my thing too. It's like it could be the cringiest shit in the world. If I have questions that are unanswered, I'm going to need to finish it. Yeah. I could be like this book sucks. But what happened to this dude? Yeah, yeah, I need I need to know. I have the FOMO I of it. All the shitty shows that I watch. Yeah, and that's um, when she said my friend was reading this book. I was like, well, I guess I'll start. And like the first night, I read eighteen chapters, because also I have FOMO where I'm like, you're talking about it with people. It's in a book club thing now. Yeah. I need to be a part of this too. Yeah. Um, I'm very much that person. Like I, that's one of my personality traits. Yeah. Is that like your main emotion is FOMO? Yeah, <laughs> it is. And like that's how. Just another side note, because I love this for everybody in my friend group. I've always had FOMO. If I'm not included, I am left out, excluded intentionally. Yeah. And um, as an adult, though, I have come to that realization on my own that that's a me thing. And yeah. I know that. Like, there's nobody else to blame but me for doing that. And a lot of my FOMO even happens, like, it's big when I am, I'm out of town. And y'all are doing something together and stuff. There's no way I could have been yeah. here. It would have been, you can't invite me to something and be like, I know she's not here, but she would want to be invited. No, because you already know the answer is no. That's stupid. I'm an adult. And so, um, but I am very lucky with my little like friend group that I have because I, it's not that I don't feel that with y'all. I want to be included, but I love that all of my other, like I made friends with y'all individually and everybody like hangs out and stuff without me. And I fucking love that. 
but I know that y'all know how I am. And you're like, oh my God, when they were here the other week, this is the conversation that happened. I don't ever feel like I'm missing out because y'all are just going to tell me everything. And I love it. um, Recently told me, um, she was like, so when I am just talking to one of you, I feel like I'm really talking to both of you. And I was like, well, yeah. I was like, we... We can remain professional. Like, if there are Absolutely. things that don't need to be said, that's fine. Yeah. But yes. But, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I want to hear every detail. Yeah. Um, no, but, I mean, of course. Like, there are obviously aspects of everybody's life that, like, there are things that you and I have talked about that it's, like, that's not my business to go share. If you yeah. go tell people, if you tell our other friends it's and stuff, like sure. It's husbands. Like. Yeah. I'm going to tell my husband everything. Yeah. And same. Like, if, if you should you're know. Telling me, you're telling Tyler. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. <laughs> and like that is like fair enough. But for us too, like I mean, if it's your business, if it's something that you're like, oh my god, this thing happened, and you tell me, I'm not gonna go to our other friends and tell it. them. Yeah. If you tell them, we're gonna sit around and talk about yeah. it. But we're gonna include you in that if it's about you. Yeah, there are boundaries. Yeah, but, and yeah. but yes, also yes. I love that she said that though. I think that's so cute. We're. <laughs> I, I literally was just telling my husband, because we've talked about this on the podcast, Caitlin and I now work together, um, and I told my husband, I was like, yeah, and we're being so good, because like we are very busy. I try and stay very busy to make my day go by fast, and I was like, I go, I, I don't want to read this book at work, and I usually read on my breaks, and I go, but now Caitlin and I take breaks together, yeah. and he, I said, and sometimes we're just not even talking, and we're both just, like, on our phones, but then, like, oh, my God, look at this, oh, my God, whatever, and we'll just, like, have a conversation, and so I don't read as much on my breaks anymore, which is totally fine, because I've been reading at home, like, not a big deal. Yeah. Um, I go, but we have to spend that time together, because we're both trying to be very professional and set, I go, we haven't talked about it. But I know we, we both know. are. We don't want to spend all our time together and shit. Even when I have time to be like, what are you doing up here? And come and hang out. I'm not. Yeah. Because I don't want anybody in the office to think that we're not working yeah. because we're friends. Exactly. And it has been completely unspoken. But I, yeah. I've told no, my husband. professional enough to understand that Yeah. Though. We're adults. Yeah. And everybody may not see us like that. But we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm the youngest person there. I know. And I said that to um, our coworker the other day, how I was like, oh, I'm, I know I'm the youngest person here. And I went, oh, I'm not anymore. Caitlin is. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm younger. I feel like I act younger than you do. But we always say you're an old old lady. I am. Yeah. I'm a very old lady. Okay. Well, that's been the show. Read some smut. Everybody, you know what? Read some smut. You should. Just educate yourselves. Well, do both. Yeah. Um, Educating yourself is different from reading smut. Don't read smut and think it's education. Exact. That's where I was going with that. Yes. Educate yourselves first and then decide if something is pornographic or not. And then if you're into it, consume that. Yeah, Ugh. consume it. You could consume it and then do research on it and see if it's really for you. Yeah. If what this exactly. book or movie or TV show is giving you insight on, is that real life or is it entertainment? Somebody's prison fantasy. Yeah. Is it kidnapping? Yeah. Don't kidnap people. Or do, but write a really good book while you're in prison. Yeah, <laughs> do that. Send us your book. Send us your essays. I would love a copy of the, I told you about the Tiger King. Yes. Yeah. Tiger King wrote a letter to one of the guys on the Bengals. Um, if the Tiger King has written any smut while he's been in prison, send it to me. Yeah. I would love to read it. <laughs> but I don't want any schmistiality. Polyamorous relationships. Please. I'd love to read that, actually. Uh, anyway, well, I hope you learned a little something today because um, you're not even smart. I obviously need it. <laughs> 
not even smart. <laughs>